You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 364 with Dr. Melissa Riley. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to be with Dr. Melissa today. We are going to be talking about moms without moms. So this episode is perfect for those of you that have lost your mom. She has passed away. Um, you are not talking to your mom. You maybe have moved or maybe your mom has moved far away and you don't have her support anymore. Um, maybe you have had a fallout and it's been many, many, many years of not talking to your mom. This is all about what it's like raising your kids without having that mom presence in your life. So wherever you are on that journey, this episode is for you. Dr. Melissa talks to us about uh, her journey of losing her mom in her 20s. She is a psychologist, so she has a lot of clients um, that have gone through this journey as well. And she is here to give us some tips. And I thought this would be a perfect time with it being Thanksgiving this week. Also with Christmas coming up, I know a lot of feelings come up during this time. And sometimes we can just hit hit with grief, right? When you feel like something's missing in your life and um you know, if your mom has passed away or she's not present in your life and you really wanted that uh, for your children and for your mom to be in your children's life and just dealing with that sadness. So if you know of someone um, that is going through this and has this experience, uh, please share this episode with them uh, so it can help them out um, with this holiday season. All right, let's go to the show. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Amber. It's my pleasure. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. And the question that I love asking my guests is, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? I would love to tell my younger self, uh, particularly when I was really young, mm -hmm. that no matter what challenges or hardships I was going to face, that I always had the resources within myself to manage those. Mm -hmm. And so that I would always be okay, even yeah. if it felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So like, let's think about your younger self when you're thinking this, what, how old are you thinking when you picture yourself? Oh, preschool, preschool. Okay. So mm -hmm. what, what kind of resources do you think you, when looking back that you had that you're kind of like, Oh, I, I wish I would have known that at the time, because I say that just as being moms, right. To kind of yeah. equip our children to, to kind of empower them. So I, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. Absolutely. So Early in life, I was faced with a number of deaths within my family. And mm -hmm. so that began, you know, very early for me. Wow. And unfortunately, most adults look at children when they experience grief or death mm -hmm. as it not impacting them in the same ways that it does for us as adults. And that isn't true. Mm -hmm. Um children experience grief in different ways and it looks different yeah. and it gets triggered throughout life as they go through developmental transitions. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have words. I didn't have a lot of understanding about yeah. what was going on, but simply knowing and learning that I would survive whatever I faced yeah. Would have been very comforting. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good to know. And that's just good to know to think about with kids losing someone versus adults, because I do think that is kind of challenging to help 
children navigate that, you know? Yes. I mean, you think about it, even as adults, if you haven't lost people in your life, right, that are super close to you, you probably haven't even figured out how to navigate that, right? And then to try to help yes. a child. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. So Melissa, tell us um, what your full name is, where you're from, and how many kids you have in their ages. Sure. So my name is Dr. Melissa Riley. I am uh, currently in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, which is an Amish country. I have um, two children. Uh, my oldest is 18 and uh, he entered my life when he was three. He's uh, from my husband's previous marriage. And then my younger son is just turned 13. Oh, wow. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's yeah. a nice spread and they're yeah. at fun ages. Yeah. So um, have they always lived in Amish country growing up? Like, have you always? Yes. Yes. Both children. Yep. They've, this is where they were both born. I am originally from upstate New York and um, ironically, my husband's from Baltimore, Maryland. So neither of us are from this area, but this is, you know, this is where we settled and where we will continue to live out our lives. And this is the only home that our children know. So how is it living in an Amish like community? Like, is it like really different than what people would think or like, what is well, it? I, I'm not Amish. Right. Um, yeah. But, so the town I live in is, is Lidditz and it, it's very close to Lancaster County. Now the city of Lancaster is a really, you know, awesome, small city with, with a great art scene, a great, um, culture and and food vibe, and then it surrounded um, the rest of the county with lots of Amish Amish farms and communities. Yeah. And so every day I have Arm- Amish buggies going past my house. Yeah. So it took a little while for me to get used to, yeah. but now it's just part. It's just yeah. part of the life, yeah. you know. And and it's 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 a great environment. It's a great place to to be and and live in and and raise our family. I love that. So I live right outside of Nashville and we have actually uh, an Amish market. And so there's always such great like baked goods and all these things. So, I mean, that's as close as it gets. I don't even know where they live exactly close enough to bring in their stuff. Um, But their stuff is so good. I mean, I have to kind of my roll like their cinnamon rolls. Oh, they're so good. They make these (laughs) pies like. Yeah, they're they're called whoopie pies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like wh- they have whoopie pies and yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very yeah. good food. I know. I know. So that, that is fun. That, so that's my experience with that. Um, okay. So how about we jump into, um, how about you fill us in on how you got to where you are today? And then we'll jump more into the interview. Sure. Absolutely. So um, I am a clinical psychologist and have been a clinical psychologist now for 23 years and was very, goal-oriented and focused on my career. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I had experienced uh, the death of my older sister when mm-hmm. I was only four years old oh. and she had suffered with leukemia for a couple of years. So most of my life really oh. centered around yeah. that experience. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in a home with parents who were grieving the the loss of their their first child. And so it's not surprising that I became a psychologist. I became very good at sensing the needs of others around me. And later, um, as a young adult, after I had already become a psychologist, I lost both my mother, 
Um, and my younger sister both died within just a few months of each other. I was 25 at that time and you went through the normal grieving processes for, for, um, them and fast forward. I didn't become a mother until just a few days shy of my 38th birthday. So Mm -hmm. my mother had been deceased for 11 years Uh, prior to my son being born. And I had done a lot of the developmental grieving, you know, you know, marriages and starting jobs and moves and things like that. And so I was caught off guard by the significant experience of grief that I went through once I became pregnant and then my son was born. Mm -hmm. And initially I didn't recognize it as grief. I just thought it was postpartum. I thought it was the typical thing that mothers go through, but I realized later that, no, this is something that's different and unique for individuals who, or moms who are raising their families without the support and guidance of a mom. Yeah. And so despite my many years of treating hundreds of thousands of moms with their new mom anxieties and, and you know, parenting skills and so forth. I mean, I had even taught child development at the graduate level, Mm -hmm. but despite all of that, when my son was born, I felt so incompetent and Mm -hmm. lost and alone. And I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't understand what was going on. I just didn't understand why this was so hard for me beyond the the typical new mom stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought I was a bad mom mm-hmm. and I felt so shame and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Now, fast forward, I continued to see patients after my son was born. And mm-hmm. after a couple years, I started noticing patterns amongst other women similar to me who didn't have a loving mom in their life. And so I started thinking, hmm. All right, there might be something to this. So being the psych nerd that I am, I did some research Mm -hmm. and didn't find a whole lot. Mm. There's there's a little bit out there. So then I started doing more of my own research and and really kind of looking into what is going on. And and that's when I became really passionate about um, helping moms like myself who don't have the support and guidance of a loving mom with them. Yeah. So you, you would even apply this too, from what I can tell and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, even if you have a living mom, but maybe they're not present in their lives, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So a a mom without a mom through Mm -hmm. as my definition is any woman who's raising a family who doesn't have the support and guidance of a loving mom in her day-to-day life. And so that includes women whose mothers have have died. It also includes women who don't have a supportive or healthy relationship with their mother. Mm -hmm. So it can be a toxic relationship, an abusive relationship, or even maybe an estrangement. Yeah. And then there's also the category of women whose mothers are alive and they have a relationship, but Mm -hmm. they live in very different places in the world. And therefore they aren't there to provide the support and guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this too, um, you know, I feel like so many people live not near their families anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Correct. with that, 
being said, I, it does seem like some people are able to have still that closeness. I don't know if it's they're either talking on the phone or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever. Um, do you still think there's a, a difference, even if they have a good relationship, but they're far apart proximity wise? Do you still think there's a difference in those moms? Have you ever noticed that with your clients? Um, yes, absolutely. And and the reason is because there, there are really three primary areas that or unique challenges yeah. and uh, experiences that moms without a mom face. Hmm. So the first one uh, is they don't have the go-to person that a mom typically functions as. Yeah. So with healthy mother-daughter relationships, mm-hmm. a mom often is there to assist with emergencies. They can help get mm-hmm. things done when the mother's feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They can provide advice and assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're living in a different part of the planet, you don't have that easy right. go-to person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that's one area. Mm-hmm. Now, the people with estranged relationships or deceased um, mother also have an addition to that, mm-hmm. the experience of grief. And yeah. so grief either for the person who they've lost or grief for a relationship that they wish they had, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that grieving experience can pop up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, I, I was watching my son at an elementary school musical. This is the first one he ever had. This was um, two years ago mm-hmm. and I was enjoying it. But all of a sudden I had this real longing to start talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't there. Right. And so I could feel that sadness, yeah. but I recognized it for what it was and I, and I knew what to do. So I just talked with her in my, in my head, you know, as if she were there. And then I redirected my attention back to what was going on, on, on the um, stage. Yeah. I yeah. And then but third. Yeah, uh, that's okay. And then I was just going to say then the, the third uh, unique experience or challenge is has to do with mom identity. Mm. Who are we as a mom? And so we don't think about ourselves and our identity yeah. before we become a mom. Yeah. Um, or at least we we kind of assume who we're going to be, but I'm sure many of your listeners, yeah. you know, can recognize, oh my gosh, before I had kids, I thought I would do this, or I thought it would be this, but oh right. my gosh, it's so different, right? Yeah. But when you don't have a mom, mm-hmm. that becomes a little bit more problematic because mm-hmm. you can't, there isn't that person to mirror off of or to uh, kind of balance your sense of how did you handle this or you know, I'm not sure how, you know, I'm feeling about this situation. Does that make me a bad mom or a bad person? Cause I'm feeling this. Right. Um, and if our mom was a good mom, then we, we feel like we need to do all the things she did. And if we're different, yeah. it may feel like a betrayal, right. but if our mom was a bad mom, then if, oh my goodness, what if we actually have some things in common, then we struggle with that. Does that make me a bad mom? So it just becomes yeah. more complicated. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so I have so a few things. I I definitely grew up or I didn't grow up. I have raised my kids without family being close. I'm from Michigan mm-hmm. and um lived in out of outside of Nashville, like I was mentioning, for 17 years. So I definitely know what it's like to not have that. And I do 
notice like I, when you see other moms that have their moms, the grandmothers and stuff, I mean, it is a very different vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes there is sadness about that. And it's not even saying it's it's someone's fault. Like you can move for a job or right. whatever and, and people can't afford to always just show up and do whatever. Um, but yeah, and I do remember thinking like, oh, like, or you would see a mom with her mom and they'd be helping out in Target. I mean, I see this with grandpas too. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. He's pushing the baby in the car at the Target car and the mom's next to him. I'm like, yeah, that's so not my life. I'm like, that's yes. pretty cool that they have that. <laughs> And I think too, you know, you being a psychologist versus just somebody like having this as an experience um, and talking about it, um, you know, what do you do with those feelings that you, you can see this, right? Either your parents have passed away or, um, or they live far away or you have an estranged relationship. Okay. And you can see that and you you don't want to be envious or jealous of people, but there is this sadness or this longing. And mm-hmm. so do you have any thoughts on like, what to do with that? Because I think a lot of people might be like, just shove it down, shove it down, like be happy, be happy for what you have. You have a child da-da, and you go into that mode or you go into really m- maybe going to the other side of that and being really jealous and upset. And I don't know, he, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So I talk Mm -hmm. with the people I work with all the time about, um, you know, my grief healing model, Mm -hmm. which really looks at, uh, you know, if you think about it in a a circle, it's continuously going around. And and the first part is first recognizing that what you're feeling is grief and grief isn't, it's simply an emotional experience. It is not something to be scared of, nor is it something to avoid. And it can be intense, but emotion does not harm us. Yeah. It can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't harm us. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to experience it and feel it. Yeah. And so first we recognize, second is we express. Now mm-hmm. expression doesn't mean talking to somebody about the thing. It mm-hmm. just means taking the emotional experience yeah. and putting it out into the universe in some way mm-hmm. that then we can do something about it. So it may mean talking, it may mean talking to a friend or, or, you know, a, another family member. Hey, I, I was thinking about mom and, you know, I had this memory and sharing that, or it could be writing letters in I do that often. I write my mom letters or or my sister's letters. And and so it feels like there's still that relationship occurring. It could be through artwork. It could be through journaling. It could be through dancing. It could be through exercise. We can express emotion in many different ways. But again, it's important to take what's inside and put it out in the universe. And then the third piece of the grief healing model is um, to adapt. And what I mean by that is there will be areas in life that are now gaps because your mother isn't there. And so when we begin to recognize the roles or functions that that person would have played in our life, we need to fill in those gaps um, either with different ways that we do things or by inviting other people in our life to provide assistance with those gaps. And that piece can take, can take a while. And also the way we feel the gap can change over time, right? Somebody who's been 
you know, helpful in, in a certain part of my life now may not continue to be mm-hmm. later. And that's always okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really good. Um, so I was thinking too, like in your situation, I don't know, do you have any more sisters or was that? Nope. I, it was, it began as a family of five and now it's simply a family of two, wow. my father okay. and I. So with you losing your sister, well, that was, so how was your oldest sister when she passed away? My oldest sister was seven. Um, okay. I was four and my little sister turned three a few days later. And then how old was your youngest sister when she passed away? She was 25. I um, had just turned 27. Okay. And so, then I was tw- yeah, go ahead. 26 when I was 26 when my mother died at the age of 51. Okay. So do you feel like for you, it's even more pronounced? Like if so, if people have lost siblings mm-hmm. and their mother, especially if they were women, right? Because they could have yes. aunt, acted in as an aunt, right? And had yes. that. Yeah. So do you feel like that just compounded everything for you? Um, Sure. Every loss is different. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only each person that you lose, Mm -hmm. but each type of relationship that it is. So losing a sibling is different than losing a a mother. Yeah. Um, Who they are to us is -hmm. different. So for myself, it definitely had a compounding factor when I became pregnant and became a mom, you know, it brought up all of those losses and and what I didn't have and, and what I would have liked to have had from each one of them, you know, certainly. Uh, But, you know, that's just, you know, I keep them alive. My son, when I talk about, you know, my sister, Jennifer, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have played video games. Cause my son's like, he likes, um, like retro gaming stuff, like, like from the, you yeah. know, the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, the early nineties and stuff. And they just have a lot in common. And so Aww. I share a lot of stories. Aww. And so out of the blue, sometimes he'll say, Oh, I, you know, I wonder if, if aunt Jen would have, you know, liked, you know, this version of Aww. something. Yeah. And, I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I ask that because if people are listening and they've experienced something similar to that, you know, I think sometimes they could feel very isolated or, mm-hmm. you know, alone that other people don't really, you know, understand and it, they just don't get it. And so that's why I wanted to ask that. Um, you know, one of the reasons I thought it would be great for you to come on, especially around now, we're going into the holidays, we're going into Thanksgiving and then Christmas and all that stuff. And I feel like a lot of times this is when people really feel that grief, even if they don't realize mm-hmm. it. And I think, yes. of, you know, with grief, it just kind of, I lost my dad in 2020 and it's interesting. So this past anniversary, I kind of was like preparing myself for the day and then say the day was Wednesday or Thursday, Monday or Tuesday. I was like, I'm like so off, like something is off. I felt frustrated or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm grieving now. But like my brain's thinking, okay, you're going to probably be sad on the day. So then it really threw me off because then I couldn't figure out what is going on. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I just must be grieving a few days yes. before. How rude. It doesn't follow the calendar. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it can come up in really strange places and times. Yeah. That is, that's normal and it's okay. And, and you know, I want moms to know that grief and sadness isn't something you need to hide from your children either. Yeah. It really is okay 
to say, you know, mommy is just sad. She's missing her mommy, you know, and, and I'm sad and I'm okay. And I can still care for you and I will keep going. Right. So that's the message that we can hold both uh, health and okayness along with sadness and grief. Hey, do you know that I lost over 50 pounds in 2019 and have kept it off? And in 2021, I became a certified life coach so that I could help moms lose weight for the last time. But I do know that sometimes thinking about coaching can be overwhelming. And so what I did for people who want to take that baby step is created a podcast roadmap. This roadmap will take you step-by-step through the top 10 best and most effective weight loss podcast episodes I have done. So if this is interesting to you, you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash podcast dash roadmap dash opt dash in forward slash. If this was too long to remember, go to my show notes, mominspiredshow.com and go to this episode and you will see that link and you can click it. Or you can go to anywhere that you listen to the podcast and it will be in the show notes. Um, Just go ahead and click it and it will take you right there. But this is a great tool to get going and just get your feet wet in regards to figuring out how you can start to lose weight and lose it for the last time. Yeah. So do you have any recommendations on, um, you know, what what women could do to kind of help them through these moments that you have found really have worked for you to kind of, I mean, I know what you're saying. You're like, let it be like, don't try to just kind of push it away. But is there, has there been things or tools um, that have helped you, um, you know, without having a mom? Yes. My favorite, like, I was saying earlier is the writing letters and the journaling when it okay, comes to grief. It. Yeah. And then um, another thing that's really important, and this is something I focus a lot and, and help women with is creating their mom community. Mm. There really are four um, people, essential people that we need in our mom community. The first one I call a wise woman. Mm. And this is anybody that knows things. She is generous with her information and shares it easily. Um, The second is an emotional supporter. And this is somebody who listens and doesn't try to cheer you up or doesn't try and distract you. They just let you be where you are. The third person I like to call a go-getter. And Mm -hmm. so this is somebody who's just really good at getting things done. She's Mm -hmm. the one that can, you know, do laundry, mm-hmm. you know, cook over, meals kind of and need, right. Yeah. Exactly. And then the fourth is a late night talker. This is somebody that's available at different times. Um, now these people can be professionals mm-hmm. like counselors, coaches, teachers, mm-hmm. clergy, you sure. know, so forth, but they can also be family friends. And these people change yeah. at different times. Right. Yeah. But oftentimes a mom can function as as all four, only if it's again, a good mother daughter Mm -hmm. relationship and us as normally we don't function in all four of those ways with people. So we need to know the strengths of our, our friends or the people in our life and also our own strengths. So for example, I am not a go-getter. I still have laundry in my, in my washing machine from two days ago, you know, if you know, truth be told. (laughs) But I'm a good emotional listener um, mm-hmm. and 
I'm a wise woman at this point. Um, Now the wise women I turned to was uh, my aunts, but also my, the, the early learning center teachers where my son went, I got a lot of information from them. Okay. And then what would you tell people with going through the holidays, circling back to that, if they Mm -hmm. really, would they really struggle in this and kind of get sad and dark and maybe they don't have all the four people that you're saying, you know, yes. what would you want, what would you want to tell them to kind of help them, especially if they've just lost their mom or it's in the mm-hmm. recent years or yeah, or even they've gotten into it and they're newly estranged to their mom and they're used to having yes. their mom. Yeah. I would recommend that they save some space for these emotional experiences and thoughts. And what I mean by that is particularly if they start feeling overwhelmed by it at all that they actually schedule the time. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do some journaling. I'm, I'm going to let myself cry today from seven to seven 30 or whatever, right? It's actually schedule some time. And then as these feelings and experiences creep in at other times, remind yourself, Oh, nope. I'm going to be looking at that later. So we're not avoiding it. We're not pushing it down but we're giving it the space and the value that it deserves without it overtaking us Mm -hmm. and to reach out where you can. And most importantly, know that you are not alone. Mm -hmm. I know you feel alone right now, but you aren't. There are actually millions of us who Mm -hmm. are in the same boat Mm -hmm. and reach out there. You know, there are, many people that you can connect with, but don't, don't hold it in. Don't, um, don't be hard on yourself because it is difficult and you feel different because you are different. Mm. That's just the reality. Do you have a good resource for people, um, to like groups or anything that, um, people like, like to be able to reach out, like our Facebook groups or something like that? Yes, actually. Um, a, a couple of things. First, I have a Facebook group. Okay, it's perfect. called Thriving as okay. a Mom Without a Mom. And okay. so, you know, we can certainly I- include those. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, there are some great uh, other creators in, you know, within, I'm on also on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Um, so I have a, um, a lot of um, videos and so okay. forth in, in there. Mm-hmm. And I um, am very, you know, committed to connecting. If if yeah. anybody sends me a DM, leaves a comment, I promise I yeah. reach out and and I connect. Yeah. Um, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Here's my last question. Um, so as moms, right. And some people might've already experienced this maybe with kids going off to college and now we're not living as close, right. Um, or your kids have moved for a job. Now it's the flipped. How do you, what would you say like to keep your relationship close to them and you're not, you know, the proximity is not there and maybe they have now had kids. What's your thoughts now being on the other side of that, trying to be there for them besides just moving wherever they move to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, be active in their life in a way that you can. Mm -hmm. So FaceTiming, calling, reaching out, like if you have grandkids asking them, Oh, how was your play? What did you do in school? Being involved in any way that you can, even if you aren't physically there, you know, ask for 
the pictures, get the pictures, send like my son has, he's 13. He has, you know, my father's, um, uh, you know, texts in his phone and he texts back and forth. They have their own relationship. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and, and so, so continue with that, mm-hmm. even with the limitations sure. show an interest because particularly children, they're not going to be interested in you because brain development wise, they're mm-hmm. not able to, they live life only through the lens of their own experience. Mm-hmm. So they are going to simply be sharing their life with you. Yes. And so you become involved with that (laughs) and ask them about that and they will feel very loved and they will feel very connected. Um, And I do think that's a big mistake, especially on, I think I notice it more with the baby boomer generation that it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. they expect the children to come to them, but then they may not be showing the interest and you're kind of like, uh, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think that will change as Gen X becomes the, you know, grandparents and then the millennials and then, you know, everything. And yes. so, because as the generations are going down, even the men are more active as, mm-hmm. you know, fathers. And so things are changing. Um, yes. But it does seem like that. Because, and I don't know if it's because the boomers are looking to what their generation above them. And they're like, well, we're doing more than what it was done for the generation where it's like, what, how, what's the saying? Um, ears, it's only be seen. Like, what is it? It's like to be seen. And oh, children should be seen, not heard. Or so, yes. And yeah. that is like, so, um, so sometimes I think that happens that they're putting too much ownership on the kids. And I'm like, I don't think the kids have the skills to try to no. like cultivate this relationship with a grandparent that lives far away, you know? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So I'm glad that you mentioned that as a psychologist too, not just like mm-hmm. a frustrated mother, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nope. This is all brain development stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. They don't have the skills and mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, even when they come home, I mean, they're never asking about you. I mean, they're right. Well, <laughs> you know, Amber, the brain doesn't stop developing until we're about 25 years old. Yes. So even young adults. Yeah still aren't done mm-hmm. growing, yeah. you know, and it's the, the prefrontal cortex that continues to develop. So oh yeah, the perspective taking the, so even in college, right? Like, so yes. still expect, very self-focused, expect mm-hmm. that they're going to be interested in you. There's, they're, they're going to be talking a lot about themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is normal. Yeah. When do you kind of notice it with, uh, do you feel like both girls and boys at 25 changes, or do you feel like it's more girls and guys are a little behind that or? Uh, no, this is brain development. So yeah. it it really is for both sexes. The brain oh, pretty much okay. stops growing at that point. Mm-hmm. Now with regards to relationship mm-hmm. connectivity, it yeah. is different uh, between okay. the genders. Uh, women tend to uh, be more verbal and relationship oriented where mm-hmm. men tend to be more action activity yeah. oriented. Yeah. So, so there is differences and, and it's actually really fascinating. There's functional MRI studies that oh, wow. show the different way the brains, but oh, wow. you know, it's yeah. getting off Hold topic, but yes, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. yes, there, there are definitely differences, but with okay. regards to when the brain stops growing, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So then if, if we have mothers that, you know, are a little bit older with kids that have grandkids, to, and they're far away to be really interested in the kids and yes. what they're interested in to really cultivate that. 
And then also just cultivating that with their child, even if they had a good relationship to probably, you know, just finding out what's going on with them and, and their new living situation, you know, yes. just trying to think like if people had a good relationship and they kind of relied heavily on the proximity, that's a big change to huge figure out how do we go about this relationship now that we don't have that proximity. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and to be patient with that process, because it will take a while mm-hmm. between before, you know, all parties mm-hmm. figure out what their new normal yeah. feels like, you yeah. know, what is a comfortable, you know, communication schedule and how do you assist and help when right. it's not what it used to be. Right. Awesome. All right, Melissa. So we're at the end of the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Well, I would love to invite all of your listeners to my winter recharge, um, a virtual pampering summit for all moms. And so it is going to be running from December 26th through December 29th. It is a hundred percent free and there will be over 40 speakers. It's all pre-recorded, so you can watch it at any time. And Mm. there'll be sessions on um, a massage and crystal healing and self-hypnosis and a number of guided meditations and all kinds of pampering activities for moms in general, because let's face it, Mm -hmm. nobody gives as much care and love to others in, you know, life or families as we as moms do. And we don't tend to get it returned to the same degree. And so that is why I'm putting together this summit for moms so that you can all be loved and pampered um, during the holidays as well. So where can people find you and where people and where can they find um, what you just shared with us? Okay. So I am at momswithoutamom.com. Mm-hmm. That is my website, okay. but I'm also on TikTok and Instagram also as moms without a mom. Okay. And um, the winter recharge uh, will be on my website. Okay. And I also, Amber, really believe in helping anybody that needs it. So if any of your listeners would like to connect with me, you know, I offer a free, no strings attached, um, coaching call, um, to anybody. So can they they buy that on your website as well? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, it was so great having you on. It was, uh, I loved having these conversations and especially going into the holidays, I think it will really be encouraging uh, to other moms that are struggling. So thank you so much. You are very welcome. It's been my pleasure. All right. That was great. Good. Good? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what I'll do is I will share that with you, the link um, next week, and then you can share it or tag me wherever you want to do that. I saw that you sent me that email. Um, Yes. yes. And then, um, yeah. And then I'll just Mm -hmm. put, if you can send me the exact um, link to, um, your event in December, that would be great. And then if you wanted to put, um, yes, I will, I will. Yeah. So if you wanted to give me the general link, and then if you want to give me that, that would be great. And then I'll, I'll put those in there. Yep. Yep. I will absolutely give you, um, I'm actually going to be building the the site this weekend. Um, oh. so I have most of it together, but, um, I, I have enough where I can, I can give a link. Yeah. Um, perfect. Okay. Awesome. Um, so absolutely. Yeah, no, this is great, great timing. And again, it's, it's free. So yeah. yeah. 
I think that I think that, I think that's good, especially if people, you know, even if they can't hit it every day, just to jump on, do something. I think that's it's a nice um, thing to have. Yeah, I, and I did this for Mother's Day too. I did it uh, Mom's Day of pampering. Nice. Um, it was the first summit I ever did, mm-hmm. and um, I had sixteen speakers, and, nice. and you know, I had a few hundred people wow. you know, um, register for it. So it was yeah. it was really yeah. it was really nice. Where do so. you get most of your um, people? Like, is it TikTok? Like, where? How do people know about you? Um, yeah, it, well, TikTok. Um, I've been doing with the the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I've been doing guests, mm-hmm. being a guest on summits and then oh, okay. yeah, that's cool. hosting, yeah. you know, I had my first one in, in, in May, mm-hmm. excuse me. And then this one I'm doing, yeah. um, I, you know, I'm building my list through yeah. the speakers because yeah. then they promote the summit. Yeah. And so that's yeah. been, that's been really huge. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, my coaching practice, the um the moms that a mom really is only a year old. So it's oh, it's, wow. it's still kind of yeah, really awesome. trying to 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 create it. But yeah. so far it's going really well. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks yeah. so much for coming today. And then yes. like I said, I'll email you and then with all the stuff, email me the links. And if you have yep. any questions, just let me know. I will. Thank you so right. much. Well, you have a all good right. day. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Okay. You too. Yeah. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to me if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do three things. Follow or subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show. This means that you will never miss an episode. It also helps me to keep bringing you relevant content and more amazing guests because these are the numbers that they look at when deciding to come on certain podcasts. Also, if you have the time, I would love if you would leave a five-star podcast review and share the show with your friends. You can do this wherever you listen to the podcast. Till next time, bye-bye.